0: I hear the local store. You're
1: listening
2: to Future Theater Radio with Bill and Nancy Burns right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN.
3: Hi, everybody. We are your co-hosts, Bill, that's me, and Nancy. Hello, everybody. Burns, and we are broadcasting on a steamy night in the middle of a flood watch from swollen Primrose Creek in beautiful downtown Salisbury Village, Pennsylvania. We are on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio, and our producer is the wonderful refrigerator-less Jackal.
2: Say hello, Thank you for Jackal. Thank mentioning that. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a miserable weekend, just Aww. horrible in this heat. And you guys mentioned it. It's it's Aww. warm. It's it's hot out. I'm in Florida, where it's always hot, but it's extremely warm during the uh, summer here. And Saturday night, I get home, and guess what, guys? My refrigerator broke
0: Aww. on
2: Saturday night. There's nowhere you can get a fridge on Saturday night, or even get it fixed. Are you so sure it's, it's, been it's a hard broken? Weekend. Oh, yeah, we had two experts come on and look at it before I went yesterday and shelled out $900 for a new fridge. So the compressor died on you. Completely. Now, it's bound to happen. We've had the same fridge since 1992.
4: Right, and did your compressor so, make funny noises before it went?
2: No, no, it was crazy. It was just like from one day to the next, it just stopped working. It was working oh, fine, really? that's no issues.
4: Cause, oh, because our, our,
3: our compressor in a fridge that's probably also 20-ish years old maybe even thirty ish years old yeah. is making those awful noises of Ah I wanna give up
4: yeah. the ghost. Oh, I don't want to be here. Ah, uh, uh, uh. I think yeah, mine's
3: just
2: committed that's... suicide. It was just a quick death. It was like I have had enough of this. I...
4: Well ours is Go crying ahead. almost every night. I'm I'm up I'm practicing staying up all night in in preparation for if we decide to do a show. And so I've been practicing it and in around three o'clock in the morning our fridge starts to cry kind of make a sad sad sound. that's gonna be great on
2: air when you're producing by the way
4: (laughs) i know i know well see you keep saying that you keep saying that about producing um is it really that hard to produce like okay take tonight's show tonight's show i'm hoping will be all about radio and um i know you might find okay no matter what i do for the show i come to see there are going to be people out there that say oh don't do that kind of show do this kind of show And I'm becoming super sensitive to that. And um, so tonight's show is going to be, I think, going to irritate and and, um, horrify one half of our audience. Okay? Because it's going to be all girls tonight, basically. Oh, Lord. I didn't tell you about that, did I?
2: Oh Lord! Girls' night out on Future theater. Bill, are you ready for the this? pajama
3: party. I'm shutting up. I am not. <laughs> no, gonna no. Kind of... <laughs> no, no.
2: Me, I'm going to be muted half of the show.
3: Muted. I'll, I'll be
2: unmuted. It? I'll be unmuted to say Nancy.
3: Bill, we got to go on break. Muted. Okay, that's it. That's it. um. <laughs> um, um you guys, uh, you guys, have it out. I am. I am going to be sitting here. I'm going to be thinking about um, an M. Golden State spiral. Warriors. I'm, no, I'm thinking no. about an MR2 Spyder. I can get one for $6,000, probably $5,000. The guy wants $7,000. I'm thinking about that. The, worst, about car, the worst car <laughs> in the snow, because we get snow up here, the, worst, part of the uh, worst car in the snow you can imagine, mid-engine, rear-wheel drive, don't even take it out when the sky turns white.
4: Right, and, and, you know, so, yeah, okay, so cars, um, earlier before the show, um, you guys were talking basketball, I think, and I, I want to tell you about tonight's guest. Because okay, and, and tonight's basketball player, we're
2: going to have a basketball player on? That's
4: awesome. Yeah, see, that's the thing, it's not no, going to be basketball. Yes. Well, oh. we're having on a, a, uh, another radio voice, okay?
0: Oh, cool. Um,
4: this uh, so I'm going to call her Soroya, because I know her uh, through Belgab. Okay, I came upon her in Belgab, and let me say hello and let people who want to listen and participate to the show know where to go, okay? There are many places you can participate with tonight's show, okay, in a nice way. You can go to psn-radio.com and look for the chat. It's not that hard to find. If you go to futuretheater.com, you'll hit chat. You'll go to psn psnradio.com. You'll get to the chat. There's a chat there. And Rose Girl is in the chat. Rose Girl is um, going to, if if we do the show, Rose Girl is going to be my co-host. Okay, so there's Rose Girl in that chat. Meanwhile, if you're a Bell Gabber, okay, if you're an Art Bell fan and you've managed to get yourself to bellgab.com, you already know that that's a whole place where you can interact and right now, tonight, in honor of Soroya, or as she's known on BelgaB, Pony Boy Sunset. That's the first question. I'm gonna Pony tweet that out. Boy I'm Sunset. gonna
2: tweet that out live with Pony Boy Sunset. Yeah, there
4: you go. yeah. That's, and I'm that's, gonna tweet that out. Very right, cool. Question number one: Why that? Why that name? It's so it's such a weird name. Well, anyway, so we got to be friendly at this IRC chat now, and I'll just give you the URL, and you could sort of try to find it. Whoops, it's the wrong one. It's ufoship.com. UFO ship, one word, UFO dot backslash chat, and there you'll be. You'll be there. And, and that's a place where bell gabbers, uh, and bell gabbers are people who are, are part of a forum. Um, and in that forum, basically, it's like a little, okay, and, and shout outs to Maureen who said, don't talk about our bell tonight. Well, that's not going to happen. We're going to talk about our bell tonight. Um, Actually, Actually, but yeah.
3: before, we, well, before we do, because you guys will be running um, from 1030 on from after we come back from our break. But I wanted to mention to Angel, um, have you been um, – are you kind of in quasi-mourning over the death of Christopher Lee?
4: Yeah.
3: I, You know what?
2: When that news broke – I gotta say, uh, I actually sat back for a few minutes and reflected, and it really felt impactful. Like, th- that dude, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those actors that you take for granted because he's in so many movies, he's been around for so long. 93 years old. But I know. When he died, I was amazed at how much actually it affected me. It really did. He really? has been in so many great movies. In fact, oh he, my
3: gosh, Star Wars. He's part Wars, of the Star Lord Wars the trilogy. Rings. Yeah, the, the uh, prequels. Exactly yeah. part of the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, He yeah, was Sauron on Lord of yeah. the Rings. Um, and did you know? Dracula. Okay, here's some here's some trivia because um, I am setting up a book about him. Ideally, we'll be able to sell it nice. with my friend uh, Philippe Mora, cool. uh, who, who who produced okay, him. Okay, yeah. Tell, in...
4: tell folks who Philippe is.
3: Philippe has been a guest on this show. I was a guest on Philippe Mora's uh, DVD director's cut of Whitley Strieber's Communion, and I was in um, his movie Occam's Razor. Philippe is, um, had directed Christopher Lee in a series of movies, and, but he was good friends with Christopher Lee. And here's the deal on Christopher Lee Did you know that Christopher Lee not only served in British intelligence, but he was a Nazi hunter?
0: Yes. He was, when, when yep. he
3: was filming in Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. the KGB put an assistant director on the set to keep an eye on Christopher Lee. But this is beautiful. Christopher Lee was related by marriage to Ian Fleming. Wow. And he played I did not Scar- know that. Yeah, I know. Nobody does. And he played Scaramouche in The Man with the Golden Gun opposite um, Guy right. yeah, Moore, who was yes, playing, yes, who yes. Was playing uh, James Bond. Yeah.
4: But Scaramouche Amazing is the Tyler. name of a of an important character in fiction and in, in literature, right? Yes. What is yes. that what is that reference? Scaramouche. What what uh, is that
3: from? One of the French plays, one of the French um, one of the French medieval plays.
4: Right. Okay. I so he and point. what kind of character does that character play?
3: Oh. He was the villain. The villain in The Man with the Golden Gun. The villain. He played the
2: villain often, Nancy. Yes, let's just just say that he was the quintessential villain in cinema. I mean, he really was.
4: But the the weird thing is, all those villains between Christopher Lee... uh, Peter
3: Cushing. uh,
4: Right, they're all all known in real life as being fabulous gentlemen. Oh, Ah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, super super nice. He's
4: not just Sir Christopher
3: Lee. Mm -hmm. He's also European nobility. In
2: fact, I would say, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I would say this, Nancy. If it wasn't for Christopher Lee being included in Episode Two and Three, those movies would have tanked big time. that's what happened,
3: I I I have to agree with you. Usually, I'll dispute you on Star Wars. There, (laughs) I absolutely have to agree with you. He he brought a
2: class to that series, which it needed because after Episode One, what was his character
4: again in Star Wars? He
2: he played uh, Count Doku which is a throwback to Count Dracula. Uh, That's why they named him that. But Count Doku, uh, he was working for the Emperor... Or Darth Sidious, you know, the the evil Lord of the Sith, and mm-hmm. he was also a Lord of the Sith in hiding because he used to be a Jedi who turned to the dark side. Right. And his his role was he took over as the main apprentice to the Emperor once Darth Maul died in Episode One, The Phantom Menace. So he becomes the main apprentice in hiding. The Jedi still don't even know that he's an, uh, an apprentice to the dark side at that point in Episode Two. They don't even know the dark side is back and the the Sith lords are alive. They has they still have no clue until the middle of the uh, of the movie. Then they find out. But I tell you, when he came on screen, the first time that you see him on screen, that movie felt so much more legit. Right. And it You're felt m- so right. much more yeah. like Star Wars. I mean, it was so epic watching him do the battles with Anakin and, and with Obi-Wan. I mean, it was just, he was fantastic. He was amazing <clears> in the movie. So. And
3: here's another piece of trivia. He once got into a sword fight with Errol Flynn. Oh, and I've heard Errol, about that, yes. you heard <laughs> about that? And, and yes. Errol Flynn actually wounded him in that sword fight. Mm-hmm. In, in a movie
4: or in real life?
3: Well, it, they were rehearsing. It was in a movie. But um, they were um, – er, Errol Flynn was probably one of the most accomplished um, – the other one was Basil Rathbone. But Errol Flynn – was probably one of the most accomplished swordsmen. There was Errol Flynn, there was, um, there was Christopher Lee, there was Basil Rathbun, and there was Ricardo Montalban. These were some of the most important accomplished swordsmen in all of motion picture history.
4: You know, um, Angel doesn't like me to talk about what goes on in the, uh, in the Skype chat. And you just asked me, have I got a fan on? And you know what? That's not a fan that you hear. That is our stream outside the window.
3: Oh is right! It the stream really? Exactly. That's yes, the stream. we have it is rain roaring. right now coming down are...
4: like crazy. There's a flood watch wow. here.
3: Yes, yeah, our stream wash. is just <laughs> roaring. It's fabulous. So anyway, so That's I was cool. really, I was really, and
4: <laughs> Nature. so Chris,
3: yes, so we are um, uh, really uh, trying. Yeah. yeah, rest in There's peace, Chris. There's not a Chris thing
4: I can do about the... Okay, so but here's the. Okay, go ahead.
2: No, no. no rest I was, in, rest in peace, Christopher it, Lee. Amazing, right, exactly. Ninety-three yeah. years old too. Ninety-three years old. I mean, it's not like he died young. He lived a long time and
3: did no, a lot. So
2: yeah, he, exactly. he lived a hell of a life.
3: He did, and so, I mean, you parallel Mickey Rooney, who was ninety-three. He, he yeah, was born, right, right. I mean, he and then Christopher Lee. So what you're seeing are. These people who have given their lives over to – well, Christopher Lee really gave his life over to – he was a partisan fighter in World War II. That's what he was. He was a a Nazi hunter. He actually – this great story. Christopher Lee killed Heydrich, who was a very wanted Nazi at the end of World War II. So he was a Nazi hunter. He killed him. And so he's on a set. Christopher Lee is on a set. And I forget which movie it was. But the director – The sound guy, they were trying to come up with um, the sound of a knife stabbing somebody. And Christopher Lee, ever the gentleman, ever the gentleman, says, I know the sound of a knife stabbing. And everybody (laughs) looks at him in horror because they know that that he actually stabbed Nazis when he was hunting them in Europe.
2: Christopher Lee was
3: the real deal. He really he, was. He was. Yep. I mean, he was the real James Bond. Yeah, he was.
4: Well, in honor of Soroya, who has written a vampire novel, I wondered, did Christopher Lee ever play a vampire?
2: He, he was, was. The most famous of, of them all.
3: <laughs> that's true. There were only two great Draculas in motion picture, motion yeah. picture history, Bela Lugosi and Christopher Lee. Uh, half of Dracula was Frank Langella.
4: Yeah, but what about Nosferatu? Um, uh, not uh, the Kinski. Kinski. Yeah, yeah,
3: that was Klaus Kinski. Was Nosferatu? Okay, fine. You're right. I'm talking about talking, uh, talky movies. Movies. Well,
4: vampires are vampires. I mean, a- in other words, um, Soraya has written a female vampire novel, and I wonder, wh- you know, and when she comes on, I'm going to ask her, you know, why and all that. But okay, so. The vampire legend is uh, 1800s. Dracula was written. No. Oh, my God. Well, no, it's a lot but, older
2: than that,
3: yeah. The Whew. vampire legend. First of all, the, the whole essence of the vampire legend goes back to Leviticus. Because in Leviticus, there is hmm. one line. And that one line starts the whole vampire legend. And that line is, thou shalt not drink the blood. Because the blood is the life thereof. Really? That's why Orthodox Jews do not always have their meat burned and there is no blood in the meat because it is a sin to drink the blood of an animal. Hmm. And that's where the vampire legend started. But the vampire legend grew up during the Black Plague of the 14th century. Right. Right, right. And, and,
4: and, and, you know, uh, we should leave it for Soraya, but I do want to um, talk well, the, about what a it all rumor, means. There's yeah.
2: also Romania's uh, legend with uh, Vlad Dracula. With Vlad the Yeah,
3: Emperor. yeah, there's yeah. Vlad Tepes, right? right. And, and then the person who wrote about that, and this is the um, second half of the 19th century, was um, Bram Stoker, who wrote right. the book. And in yep. fact, the book Dracula is so, people don't realize, uh, because so few people have read that book that the whole point of the book Dracula isn't so much the vampire. It is so. Cl- I'm also writing a book on Thomas Edison with um, Joel Morton about um, Thomas Edison's last invention called the machine that communicates with the dead. That was Edison's last invention, and one of the aspects of that invention is that it was born out of this late 19th century discovery that different that. There's the unseen and the seen. And because there's the unseen, this is the, really the story of Dracula, because there's the unseen, different people see the unseen differently. And that's Dracula is a, the book. Dracula is a series of journals. It's not one story. It's a series. Right. Minna Harker's yep. journal, Renfield's journal. They're all different journals. Um, um, Von Helsing's journal. They're all different journals. And you know who copied who took that idea and made it one of the most famous uh, uh, books in American literature? Who? William Faulkner in *Sound and Fury*, which is the same setup, different people seeing um, the same individual, the fool, in *Sound and Fury*, uh, from different perspectives. Wow, that's interesting. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. read <laughs> *Sound and Fury*, and you should read the book. Folks should read the book *Dracula*. *Dracula* is definitely a read that. Fab- yeah fabulous read just a Mm
4: -hmm. fabulous read well it just uh, I wanted to point out uh, or mention uh, Bill and I watched this amazing series on TV it's on I believe Amazon Prime I think that's where we were watching it so it's a little bit hard to get to but I did want to bring it up and I don't think you have ever seen it Angel um, but you should I recommend it Um, it's a thing called John from Cincinnati have you ever heard of that
2: um nope, never have
4: John from Fabulous Cincinnati Fabulous. yeah, very interesting and um it's similar to what it's kind of what kind of what we're talking about it was a an early it was an h b o uh series and um rem- remember the sopranos finale
2: okay, oh, God. so you remember the yes. sopranos
4: and yep. you probably remember there was a finale uh of course. that yep yeah. <laughs> That people weren't happy with. They are pretty unhappy with it,
2: right? Yeah, because it was like an open-ending ending. ending. You know, like It didn't really clarify what happened. You know, like right. It, and so, but, you it's know. One of those, but it's one of those stories where your imagination could be whatever the ending is for you.
4: Exactly, like Bill was just saying. in the um, Right. And that's kind of where I'm kind of referring. But it, John from Cincinnati debuted right after that. Okay, so now, have you ever heard of No it, wonder it,
2: nobody knows about it because nobody watched anything after Soprano. They just... Well, (laughs) no,
4: just the opposite. Um, It was probably one of the juicier uh, time slots. Everybody was there still, you know, back in the day, still on the TV. There wasn't Netflix and stuff like that to really kind of compete. So this show debuted right after um, The the Sopranos thing, and it's a David Milch production. And if you know who David Milch is, he was the guy who created – Right, okay, so Hill Street Blues – Deadwood. Uh, Deadwood, I be, uh, you know, we watched Deadwood Great faithfully. Great Un- yep. Yeah, Good series. but I. Good series. Okay. Uh, t- uh, there have been two shows I very much enjoyed but quit watching when I saw a level of violence that made me sick of my stomach and I couldn't root for the show anymore. Okay, so Deadwood, it was when they stomped a kid. Okay. Ah, there okay.
2: Were- I remember that
3: scene. Remember that one? Yeah. I- uh,
4: in fact, Great you, know, scene. you should never <laughs> stomp a kid. Uh, A person whose career was just about ruined, Um, although he's back, he's on, uh, he's in the. Oh God, I'm 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 zoning on his name, Uh, Donald Sutherland. He stomped a kid in the. uh, What's the name of that great movie? Uh, That Hollywood movie, Uh, the Last Tycoon. Oh,
3: the Last. Yeah, but when you say Tycoon, no, it um, was it was the based. No, it was based on the book by Nathaniel West, right?
4: Yes. What was it called?
3: Uh, now I forget. I just know Nathaniel West. but Right. Um... And
4: it's well, when you, say, when
3: you say he's making a comeback, where did he go?
2: Because he's always been kind of around, and well, no, Kiefer after Sutherland's stuff, a huge actor. That's a sign, you yeah. know? He...
4: But after he stomped this kid in um, this movie, uh, it's about Hollywood. It's the, it, it it's a great movie about how horrible Hollywood can be if you go out there with your, you know, your hopes in a suitcase and your dreams. When in you a say he stomped deck.
2: the kid, though, like what do you mean? He beat him
3: up or raped him? No, no, no. He no, stomped, stomped a kid. He actually stomps a kid. Okay, what's his... the
4: name of this movie? Let's now see if I'm we can going find crazy. out. I'm going yeah, go on the ahead. Twitter deck. I'm going go to go ahead. into the chat. I'm going to go to to Ship dot. Come. See, what go, go, to I, you go to
2: IMDB Just put his name up It'll come up That's like The internet movie database
4: This drives me crazy I can't think of it It's a see, brilliant I keep, movie I keep
3: Just Google his, his name book. It'll come up I keep thinking yeah. of the book uh, City of Nets But that was Otto
2: Friedrich no. But um, but when you say Stomped like he, The kid was on the floor We were stomping him With his No, okay so, it's was... a,
4: okay so it's a little girl Right in this movie And she's all through the movie As a little snotty Pain in the neck kid That you just want to kick And hurt because the kid is so bad. And so toward the end of this fabulous movie, I'm going down, down on Sutherland now. I'm going down, going. He's a very accomplished actor. He couldn't get worked for a little while after this. I don't know about Uh, that because, look,
2: uh, what's his name? Um, Edward um, Norton from um, Hulk. He he did a movie uh, called American History X where he stomps Mm -hmm. a a black kid's face into the curve, killing him. And I remember he, that movie. He had no issues finding work after that, so I don't think that really. Well, see, plays that's a part because of the
4: okay, the Day of the Locust. And he was Day like a locust.
2: crazy racist okay. in that thing. Like, if anybody's okay. career could have been ruined, it would have been Edward no. Norton's but he that stomped
4: role. a black kid, and and people don't value black lives as much as they oh, value. Oh, that's, black lives. Cold-blooded. that's no, cold blooded. No, it's true. You but know, that it's was the true. whole. Point, no, that was the whole point of the movie.
0: Yep. And that here's was the, whole the thing. Point of
4: that movie. Okay, it, the movie is called Day of the Locust. It's very important because. It's a very black view of Hollywood, and believe it or not, the character that Sutherland plays—his name is Homer Simpson—in *The um, Day of the Locust*. I believe Homer Yay. Simpson, probably named for him. Yeah. Okay, so. But it's not just he stomps a kid. He stomps this little girl. She's, wearing, she's got blonde curls. She's playing like a, she's like a Shirley Temple wannabe. This is Hollywood in the 30s and 40s. Is, is, it's set in Hollywood in the 30s and right, 40s. Right. And Day of the Locust is just a, a, a very dark book and very dark movie. And he stomps this little kid so you can kind of see it. It's between a crowd and stuff. He just stomps her. And you can see her dying, sort of like, even more than perhaps... But it's um, it's a
2: movie, Nancy. Like, it's not not real.
4: Not the point. And, And here's sort of like a thing I want to talk about tonight. And when Soroya comes on, I know she's going to have some thoughts. And also, Lasha, we're going to call... Lasha's going to come in and just kind of help me a little bit tonight... And as we all talk about, should we do Bellhaven? It's almost more like, should we do it? I'm, I'm still at that stage, and so I've asked Lasha to come on just to kind of help out. And I
2: still say we, there's no point if it's not on Dark Matter Digital Network. You know. It's,
4: I know you do. I know you do. You know, and and I'm making a huge. That's commitment. the whole
2: point. You know, like to be there. No, but it,
4: but but see, but see, art might be building something in that spot. I you understand
2: see? that, which is right. the whole point.
4: Yeah. Anyway, so. But, but here's what I'm talking about, movie violence. Okay, so we have Deadwood where the guy stomped somebody, a kid, and I stopped watching it. I just figured, you know, okay, they've, they've dropped the bar. They've said, okay, now we're going to have to watch this. And there's no telling what
3: comes next. And that, was so sad, and, and that was so sad because when you consider the talent that was in Deadwood, right? I, I love, mean, the, it I love the, the main character, incredible, the fellow. Incredible talent um, in that show.
4: Okay, so the- that, now here's and, – and so let's call it a jumping – it's like gutting the shark instead of jumping the shark. You've gutted the shark. Another time that happened that I stopped watching the show permanently was in um, uh, Weeds. And again, I don't want to tell what it is. If you haven't seen it – Oh, it
3: ha- I love that show.
4: Yeah. Great okay, show.
3: So- but again, they actually went too far with one of the, uh, with one of the scenes because Never. they keep – they keep pushing the envelope. You keep saying
4: never, and that's the thing that worries never. me. Okay, let me tell you why it's bad. The more you say it's okay to rape little kids on the screen.
2: Whoa, it's okay. whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Nancy, time out, time out. Nobody's saying it's okay to rape little kids on the screen. That's just if, ridiculous. If you're saying Now, that, to get into a mean, fight on the movie and beat somebody down, that's just good action. But that's different than raping little no, kids. You don't under, you're mm. not understanding the
4: point, okay? The point is. Way out as there. No here's, the, no, here's the point. We as a culture are becoming acclimated to horror in different ways. If you look at an old movie, they didn't show certain things, and you would, you would have it in your imagination maybe. C- but anybody- C- case in point, case in point, the original Frankenstein,
3: yes, there was the Hayes Act, but case in point is when there was that one scene in Frankenstein where the monster throws a little girl into the pond, in the movie that was released – that scene was cut. When you look at the uncut version of the movie Frankenstein, you see the monster, Boris Karloff, throwing the little girl into the pond. Now, the next scene is the father carrying the girl back to the village. In the, in the version that hit the movie screens that was released, uh, because of the Hays Act, um, the, uh, you don't see that scene. now. Right, right. And tell and-
4: folks what the Hays Act was.
3: It was was one of the acts that was, it was a censorship act. There there was a commission that was censoring movies um, all the way through into the 1950s.
4: And why did they feel they had to?
3: Because America before the 1960s. Was very uptight. It was not just uptight, it was puritanical. It was puritanical. And so there were so many things. Stick up the butt uptight. Even in television. In the old Dick Van Dyke show, remember Laura and Rob Petrie slept in separate beds. I mean, that's still well, so, yeah, true. So, did, so did
4: Lucy and Ricky.
3: So did Lucy and
4: uh, and, uh, and so actually Lucy
2: most and yeah most TV couples slept in different beds.
4: Right, and the, right. Haze, yeah. and the Hayes Act said that you Ozzie had to put Harry, your yeah. you had to keep your foot on the floor if you were going to have sex or if you're going to show two people in a bed one of them had to keep his foot so on the well, floor.
2: So what we're saying, Nancy, is that this country has had wacky, wacky ideas for a long time, and now it's starting to loosen the grip and letting people just have fun artistically. And you know what? There's not been horror so. in movies and violence in movies for years. Uh, a Clockwork Orange came out in 1971.
3: Yeah,
4: I couldn't. And I had a hard time with that. That's a crazy movie. Pretty,
3: oh, yeah. what a yeah. movie that was. Crazy,
2: not, amazing movie, but a crazy movie.
3: That's right. But you're not, that's
4: right. But you guys are missing the point. It's not a matter of the, what they're by the pretending. way, Nancy, Yeah.
2: By the way, real quick, uh, the char- the main character in *The Clockwork Orange* was part of the characterization that Heath Ledger drew from to create the yes. Joker.
3: Yes, absolutely true. And in right. fact, and in fact, now that you've brought that up, because of Heath Ledger and the Joker. Uh And because of A Clockwork Orange, that's one of the influences on James Holmes, who's the Aurora movie shooter in um, Aurora, Colorado, who's now on trial for his life. And now you're
4: coming to where my point is. Right. Society. That's the point that I was going to make, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: Tom – well, he's not the
2: only influence. Another influence was Tom Waits. Which I don't know if you guys are familiar with, but uh, he also, he yeah, he was also very influential. See, he took bits and pieces from different characters and actors and people, and he created the Joker character, which right. was brilliant. Because, yeah, but
4: well, see, I haven't liked any of the Batman movies, and because I saw only a couple, only the beginning. Um, I really stopped watching Batman when I saw... You really saw should, how- because
2: Batman is like anti-violence, anti-viol- really. In fact, they make a point in the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Batman makes a point that he doesn't fight with guns. He the, In one scene when Catwoman is actually pulling out a gun to shoot at somebody, a bad guy, mind you, he slaps it away from her hand he says, no guns, because he doesn't like killing people. So it's not like it's violent, gory violence. It, yeah, it's I'm no not talking about the character violence.
4: of Batman. I'm talking about the people who built the movie and the, the people who decide United. Let's take Game oh. of Thrones, for example. Christopher You've Nolan is a great director, so go ahead. Yes, but think of... Not the point... Anyway, when Soroya comes on and Soroya and Laosha come on, that's why I'm doing this. I believe I'll be able to get my point out because I believe... That's what we're talking about want... now,
2: Nancy, because it's going to be girls hour after we're back from break.
4: Okay, and so, and so, and you may say, why does this all matter? And it goes like this. Uh, yes, we've been yes. spending a lot of time talking about Art Bell's return. Okay. And Art Bell caused quite a flurry uh, on Bell Gab. That's right, right now, that's where he kind of spends some time talking to fans. Also, Facebook. Well, that's Art the hangout. Yeah,
2: that's the hangout for Art Bell. That's cool.
4: Right. And so there on, on uh, Bell Gab, he mentioned and, and announced that he was going to have a female a female voice joining him on the show, maybe sometimes, maybe all the time, maybe every once in a while. The, 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 the Bell Gab went wild. They went, I think it's his it's wife. not at first. His wife.
2: Just, I think it's just his wife will be on here every once in a while.
4: No, no, no. He's having someone on who is uh, a, a member of Bell Gab, she's, and she's on the, the Gab cast, which is a radio show, and also listen on Tuesday nights, the spec sheets on Dark Matter. Um, I believe in... Trying to promote as many dark matter things as possible, but 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 this woman. No is PSN
2: named, uh, radio, huh? Yeah, good job there, Nancy. Thank you very much. Uh,
4: exactly, and PSN, PSN radio, uh-huh.
2: PSN uh-huh. dash radio. all uh-huh. right Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah.
4: In fact, PSN may may in fact be the place where we do Bella Haven, right? Because you're yeah, kind enough to let us. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I don't know about that announcement. Say, you know, we never get no props. Never, I don't yeah, know. you know what, Bill? And, you and, saw and what I just did there, right? You saw that.
3: I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. I
2: all right. I'm just saying. Good.
3: And here's what I'm also seeing. It's time break. for our break. Yes. Right? <laughs> Amazing. So, you are so correct, sir. <laughs> so we're going to take our break. We're we girls. We're girls. And it's going to be girls. <laughs> it'll be all women when we come back from our break. So from Bill, that's me, and Nancy Burns on Future Theater Live, on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio, brought to you live. Stay with us for these very important messages and we will be back with our guest Soroya and maybe Lasha will join us.
1: cover everything, from the
2: known to the unknown, the normal to the paranormal, archaeologists to psychologists, and even UFOs. We tell what's coming, what's going, the government lies to the government thrives. We're late night in the Midlands, and we cover everything, every Sunday night at 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, on the Dark Matter Radio Network.
5: The UFO phenomenon,
3: either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality.
1: I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They had very large eyes. and You know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Or are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Steel, and more. SupermanHomePage.com
4: Hi, this is Solaris Blue Raven with Hyperspace on Dark Matter Radio. Tune in on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an intriguing show pertaining to covert technology, UFOs, paranormal, mysticism, and spirituality.
1: Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So, whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and content on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Roswell, UFOs, Flying Saucers, Alien Abduction, Here's a riddle for you. What do the California gold rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. steel and more. SupermanHomepage.com Sing for the whippers, sing for the best, sing for all around. One day he left and went into the
6: light.
1: Among, we shine a light on you. Don't you give up the dream, it's gonna
3: come true. Time has come to give us one more try. Don't you fuck and we are back on Future Theatre Live with your co-host, Bill. That's me and Nancy Burns and our guest, Soroya. And Nancy, take it away. Yes.
4: Well, well, I can't. I can't. I, OK, yeah. See, practice. What are you, buckling under the
2: pressure like LeBron James? Is that I, what's going on here, I Nancy? Collapse, yeah. yeah. Hi, How Nancy. Are, Collapsing. How
0: Collapsing like LeBron.
4: OK, go ahead. I'm going to shut up. No shutting up. The men do not have to shut up just because there's girls. So, Roy, yes. you, you are practiced at talking to another female uh, radio host. That's kind of how I, I, I got to know who you were because of Raleigh James.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, yeah, I, I actually am a caller. It, just Raleigh and
5: I work well together, so I was calling every night at one point when nobody else would call.
4: Right, so when, when are you talking? When, when was this? About how long ago? Oh God! Uh, almost two years. Okay, and talk. Tell folks where they
5: can listen to Raleigh. Oh, if you go to www. dot. raleigh, which is spelled R O L L Y E. dot net, you can get the info on Raleigh. And right now, she's only doing Friday nights uh, from ten to midnight Eastern Time, and it's trivia. But she'll talk to you about anything. Um, I don't know. I
4: loved her show, I, and she was a. Uh, uh, a guest host for Art Bell for a long time, wasn't she? Back uh, in the she, day,
5: she did a brief stint with Art. I think in '08. Um, wow, I'm glad I know my rally history. Uh, but she wasn't like super long term, as far as I know. Um, she was in Philly though for over ten years with her own show, and she was on Serious with her own show too.
4: Well, that's uh, but she's not from Philly, so she she does not pronounce her name. You you pronounce it properly. I'm calling her Raleigh. Because I can't really say it the way you do. I actually, it actually doesn't come out of my mouth that way. Whoa. It's
5: a hard R. It's like a rally. She's a
4: real pretty girl. Um,
5: rally. And
4: what a great, what a great uh, talk person she is. I mean, I, I couldn't get over how fabulous the show was. And, and your, your chemistry is fabulous. And so you said when you called in, it changed your life.
5: Oh, yeah, I did. Well, I can tell you how that happened. Um, I don't think I've told you this personally if you see me in the chat room. Um, I have almost two and a half years of sobriety. And wow, congratulations. Thanks. When I first got <laughs> I'm so <a> <laughs> Well, that's okay. More power to anybody who can. I just don't do moderation well. I never have. Um, that's kind of how my personality is. But um, mm-hmm. I started listening to Raleigh because someone on the board on Bellgam talked to me about it. Actually, it was treading water. She's like, you might want to check Raleigh out. You'd like her. And I sort of vaguely remember her being a co-host for art, but I listened to art intermittently. Like, there were times where I'd listen to it because I worked at Chrysler for almost nine years and I worked afternoons. So I'd get out of work at 11 and then I'd be up, God, who knows how late, you know, and I would listen. So that's how I got hooked on art. And I had listened to it as a kid for a bit, but somehow I missed Raleigh. Anyway, I wound up finding her through treading, and the first night I called in, she was doing music trivia, mm-hmm. and I love music trivia. <laughs> so I decided to call, and uh, I had a good time. And she's trying to build an internet show, and I'm sure you guys know how difficult that can be if you don't have a platform like yeah. Dark Matter or PSN, mm-hmm. or, you know, you just have your Thank audience.
0: You. Oh, right, you're welcome.
5: Right. You're welcome, Angel. Plug your network, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. So what wound up happening was I called all the time because nobody would call. So Raleigh, there were like a handful of us that would call. So Raleigh would do, be monologuing, and I'm like, well, whatever. I'm going to call, and it kept me sober. I had something to look forward to five nights a week. So well, that,
4: But wait, but wait. Don't most people call in when they're drunk? Uh, I, I couldn't do that. Be thankful. Man, it would have been a mess. <laughs> okay, why, why is that? Would you have been disheveled? Would you have been too friendly or too what? I would have probably been obnoxious um, Uh more than
5: anything if I were to guess at my behavior. I was always unpredictable that way. So, like, I don't have a problem if other people do whatever substance, you know, I mean, I've been liberal in the chat room about stuff. Whatever they want to do, I'm not for putting rules on anyone else. But that the first couple months I was sober, that's what did it for me. I had something to look forward to every night.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I used to use uh, drinking as a crutch because I was afraid of people. And if I have to go to a party, I would, because from the very earliest stages, I would have some beers or some wine, and then I felt that I could talk to people. And when I decided to stop doing that, it was a terribly scary, scary, uh, lonely thing when you were standing at a party, knowing this party could go on forever. But when you got up the next morning, you felt great. But do you? But but what I'm wondering is, uh, what part of your personality do you feel you had to leave behind if you didn't make a crutch, or were you able to integrate that into your regular daytime personality? Like, when you need to be obnoxious, can you still do it?
5: For sure. Um, actually, that's a great question, Nancy, um, because I, this surprised me too. Because the first time I, like, did anything, like, where I went in a group of people or were hanging out with a group of people, I wondered if I was going to still be the same person. And
0: right. the truth
5: is, or, because I have a wild streak in me, I and mean, that's my yeah. personality, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be as wild. No, that's not true at all. Let me tell you, after earlier tonight, I am definitely as wild as I've ever been, so.
4: Why, why? Oh, well, I just am. I mean, I'm adventuresome, you know. Okay, so wait one second. Um, i um, I'm not good at this, Angel. Angel, it begs me not to read what he's typing on the Skype. Like he'll say something like "mute yourself" or something. You know. No, okay, just, nice. just, just okay, so while you announce, we have digest- a
2: caller. Okay.
4: Yeah, but but I'm so excited about it. See, I'm reading okay, it wait. and reacting. <sighs> okay, but so I don't. Okay, redacted. Redacted has called in, and I have never yes. personally talked to Rea- redacted. So bring redacted. redacted in. Let's go. Redacted, Let's welcome get- to
2: Future Theater. You're live on the air. <laughs> See how easy that is, Nancy. Yeah.
7: What are you guys doing tonight? Oh. Redacted.
0: There you
4: go. Hello. Yeah, get Lasha on too. We need all the girls in the world. Hi, Redacted. How are oh you? Oh
2: boy,
7: doing well yeah. tonight. How's everybody?
4: What can yeah, you tell fine. us, Redacted, about yeah, your, your some, life? Let's you you just get, get some, right oh, let's get to some business. News here, Redacted. Yeah. Let's
5: go. Let's get some news. Yeah, she's not warming you up at all.
7: <laughs> no, apparently not. This is this is not the soft landing I had anticipated. No. Um, <laughs> You're gonna have to ask specific questions. I'm not just gonna spill. Okay. <laughs>
4: will you ever? Okay. Number one. Will you ever tell us your real name ever in the whole wide world?
7: Probably not. Don't okay. do
4: it. Okay. That's cool. So, are you going to put out a uh, uh, an image that we can look at, um, or would you say it's Emma Peel? The image you use is your avatar. So we should just look at Emma Peel and think redacted. Would that? Would that do?
7: Well, we do look fairly similar.
4: Yeah, see, I knew that. People look like they're, they're avatars, don't they? I guess. Okay, which
2: <laughs> not me. I don't look like my PSN radio sign. Don't.
4: Okay, so which Emma
3: Okay, so which Emma Peel do you look like? Do you look like Uma Thurman, or do you look like Diana Rigg? Ooh, that's a good question.
7: The older one, Emma Peel from the sixties.
3: From the sixties. Oh, I Ooh. love Diana Rigg. Love no Diana Rigg. We by, <laughs> we're joined I by Lasha, so by the way. I- I love- Hi Kids. Oh Lasha, I love- how are you? Hi kids.
4: <laughs> so we
3: have two. We have two Bill, we're start. outnumbered, Bill. I am <laughs> shutting up. Although I do have one music qu- okay. I, I have to get this in. This is a good music Bill. See how good Bill question. is around women?
4: Listen, do you see he's how good Bill is? very good. I,
3: re- I was raised by women. I was raised by women. I have a daughter-in-law, and I have a daughter. <laughs> Originally, the I was raised the by wolves. My so you're well This is what you're <laughs> okay. saying. You're That's very well That's exactly what
5: he's saying yeah. in <laughs> acting. Okay. I, I think okay. they,
3: they travel in herds, those women. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. So here's the deal. Okay, so Music trivia. Actually, it is chant trivia, but it's also music. So, what is somebody tell me? What is the relationship of the chant in "Joe Versus the Volcano" to Mickey Rooney?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh God! Really? Wow! This, I've I'm you
2: muting you you the heck out of myself.
0: No? I know
4: okay, this. Has, is, uh, this keeps it has you any... up
6: at night, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> It does, you know, there used to be a really good show on CBC Radio. I used, grew up listening to CBC Radio. Saturday morning, everybody listened to it. It was called The Hum Line. I don't the that. Hum Line?
4: I, I the remember. Hum Line,
6: H-U-M, line. And they, what it, it happened quite spontaneously. And we're not going to talk about Hummers. No, no, no. No, no, we're talking <laughs> I hope sh- not. Go ahead. Phoning in Great to Kirk, Hum.
0: Great
6: <laughs> they, huh? they <laughs> Quite by accident, they had a couple of music experts on the show, and suddenly people started calling in saying, I used to have this song in my head when I was 12 years old, and it went something like this. And time after time, these experts knew exactly what that song was, and each hmm. person would go, Oh my God, that's it. And they'd
3: go and look hmm. it up, and okay. it was really okay. interesting.
4: That's cool. That's very okay, cool. Okay,
3: Lasha, okay, Humline here. Ah. Tell me, tell me, if you can, let's play Humline. Tell yep. me if you can. Uh, hum, hum, what, hum, 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 what song? Hum, what song hum, was hum, on hum, the flip side of hum, this record? Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> what wow. is that record? Oh wait. But I okay. Know
4: the, the can break, you do that
3: one more right?
2: time, Bill? One more time. Hold on, Bill. Nah. One more time. Okay. One
3: dun dun Whole lot of love. No. Throw the Zeppelin out there. That's right. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, what was the song I huh. just hummed? Dun, 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 the High and the
4: Mighty. You should hum The it, High and it, the Mighty if it, you're going to hum anything. No, um,
3: you whistle The High and the Mighty, you hmm. don't hum it. Uh, yeah.
4: What well, else
3: Was that the, Was that the Lone Ranger? No, it's Three oh. Stars Will Shine Tonight, which is oh, the theme song for Dr. Kildare. And it is the, a testament I... to which three stars? Okay, you're totally Are you sure clear. it's not the Lone Ranger. I, I could have no.
2: sworn it's
3: the Big Bopper
2: about Wild Wild West. It had to be one of those
3: two. Uh, Richie game.
5: Valens and Buddy, Buddy Holly. There yeah, you I mean, go, Buddy Holly, Richie
3: Valens, the Big Bopper. Was what was, way was, on, off. The side, what was <laughs> on the flip side? <laughs> what was on the flip side of that record and what label was it on? Ah, forget the label. It was Capital. What was on the flip side? What of
4: was it? on the flip side? Say it.
3: The theme oh from Medic.
4: Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't have known that.
5: that Nobody would have win- known that.
3: <laughs> that was the winning trivia question in the Weinstein dormitory from nineteen sixty eight.
5: Do you see okay. where I want to do a show with girls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Did totally. I tell you that I was born in seventy-five?
4: Exactly. It doesn't matter. That okay. was
3: a, Dr. Kill, there was a famous show. Just a pop there. Okay, so okay, so the so the chant from Joe versus the Volcano, I will give you a hint. Is
4: that, <clears throat> that one, Sir, Rory, Sir Rory might know because you know your musical knowledge seems to start in the 50s. It, well, sounds I it like.
3: starts in the 40s, but um, so that song, that chant has a relationship to Mickey Rooney. It's not just a chance. It's Everything a in the known
6: universe has a relationship. Has a relationship to it does. To it. It does. It's amazing how that you know works. This,
3: Go no, ahead, Bill. See Lou this Sheehan so would much. know this.
4: This is the things. Okay, Lou Sheehan's she in the chat. Can I can I ask for a six, 6 degrees Han, of I, 6 she, degrees she, of, she, degrees of Mickey Rooney. And you know this. Yeah.
6: Oh, we need to get the boys to get some activities, some hobbies. Yeah.
4: Hold on, hold
2: on, hold on. Bill's going to Bill's going to give us those going to oh, give us a six degrees of Mickey Rooney. Caitlin, go ahead, Bill.
4: Caitlyn Jenner. Go Whoa! Ahead. Hey, hey! Go oh, and, Nancy. and talk. dirty talk. Here's the thing. Redacted. I have to ask you, how long can you hang on the line so I know when I have my time to ask my questions? How okay. long can you stay?
7: I can hang out for as long as you'll have me. My missions okay. are complete for the day. That's You've got <laughs> so many.
4: Okay, so that we've got, we've got, uh, we've got a solid core here, then. And so we can let the we can let the boys talk a bit, right? Okay, here's can, the Okay, jam. so good. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, come on, Sala, Sala.
3: Oh my God! Remember that from Joe versus the volcano? Oh, wow. yes. <laughs> now, that was awesome. What you know, the, the basement basement needs cleaning. It. okay, but We don't have, have a basement. I don't have a basement in Florida. Go ahead, Bill. What's the relationship to Mickey Rooney?
4: The sad I don't part know. is everybody should see Joe versus the volcano, and I think you know. In spite of this talk, you really should I go want to hear this whole...
2: movie. Actually, You've I have it. the movie, but go ahead, Bill. Go yeah, ahead, and that,
4: was the, oh, here's love the, the, go. Here's yeah. the answer.
3: On. Not yeah, only it. was that the chant on the uh-huh. old Murray the K show, Mia Sari Kia Southman. Oh, Murray the K. Murray the
4: K. Marie right, the K. Right.
3: The Kise, not only was that the chant, but that chant came from the movie Magumbo. The two stars in the movie Magumbo were Clark Gable and Ava Gardner, who was Mickey Rooney's first wife. Oh, I'm again with the Mickey Rooney. There you go. He's the hot
6: center of the universe.
4: Mickey really Rooney
2: is. is Hollywood. That's what you, I don't get. He, like, oh, he is knew? the center of the universe of
3: Hollywood. He really is. Okay. Was. Having done my trivia challenge, I, I will now shut up.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, I will toss out the first topic.
3: Okay? Muted. Okay. <laughs>
4: uh, well, and it's, and it's this. You guys probably know about Belgab, the other ladies on the line, and you know that um, Redacted, how are you handling it? As you, I mean, you've liked, you've been on Belgab. It, here's a place where there are friends and it's a lot of entertainment, and you can look at it in the middle of the night and get a laugh. And then suddenly, they're talking about you and they're saying things that you just like, ah, you, don't, you just want to throw the towel in. How do you handle that? Oh, it's see, all
7: very amusing, actually. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of sit back and am very entertained. Um, you don't
4: feel um, sad and, and, and like you're walking all by yourself to the bathroom and you're only alone with your own thoughts and you're having a bath or something. Don't you think about this huh? and say, you know what I, I doing think about? this?
7: You know what I think about? And this is, I don't know. Maybe might make me look good or bad, but I don't really care. Uh, I think about something that Art not said to me, and it's the Whoa. only thing that I need Whoa. to think about. This trumps Mickey Rumi. It's Whoa. a few little words. Never. It's all I ever needed to hear my entire yeah. life. I've always been with be on the radio since I was a little kid. And the Gabcast host guys, man, they know. They've heard it ad nauseum how bad I want to be on the radio. Really? But don't know how. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was some phone calls that happened. And one of the things that Art said was, you have a great broadcasting voice. You sure ah. do. That's all I need to know. That's it.
4: But, but, you know, but, redacted, redacted, you have, but redacted, you have to have something to say. You can't just say it pretty. You can't say nothing pretty. We know where that goes. We've seen uh, that happen to people have- with great radio voices. Nothing to say.
7: <laughs> I have plenty of things to say, but in regard to the reaction, the good reaction, the bad reaction, um, that little statement sort of insulates me from any strange or torn up feelings I might get if someone, you know, doesn't like me. I don't expect everybody to like me. That would be kind of, mm-hmm. kind of arrogant. Uh, I, I got some I expect good advice go in that out, category. Try.
5: What's yeah. that? Yeah. I have What's some good it? advice that was given to me by Raleigh because I had yeah, some real shoot. nasty haters when I started my podcast. Wait, I mean, shoot. sending me nasty emails uh, and I got really, really on over.
4: Velvet Heaven?
5: Oh, yeah. When I was doing my show before I did the Soul Show, I was doing I my own show. imagine. So what did people hate show. on you for? Yeah. Oh, they hated my voice. They hated my topics. They hated my music. Um, but I had written Raleigh, and I said, how do I handle this? I said, I want to answer these people. And she's like, mm-hmm. don't. She's like, don't feed them. She's like, look, it's better that you're getting some reaction. She's like, start worrying.
4: Okay, that's what everybody says. But I can tell you from personal experience, and it's even happened on Belgab, Everybody says ignore the haters, and I have found that time after time after time, if I talk to them, this is it, it only works if when you first respond to them, they respond semi-normally. It's not when they're, like, slobbering. But if you write to the people or try to say to something to the people, I, time and time again, I've gotten some really f- good friends out of the people who just hated me at first and then kind of didn't after a while. And it's like we've become, it's sort of like they cared enough to write, which meant they had a kind of a love-hate to start.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And it just seems like, I would say like I can count on one hand four or five people that I've that I've become friends with since I've uh, um, ignored that uh, well, message, and, and yet I'm miserable about it.
7: Here's the other thing. Okay, so there's this possibility this thing could happen, but nothing has happened yet. True. So I feel like I really don't have anything to say until something happens. True. Then critique me. Then tell me True. what you think. Yeah, I but can not, do so. Better. not
4: so. Yeah, but remember on the Gab cast a couple weeks ago, maybe a, a week ago, two weeks ago, uh, you uh, George Nori called in at the very end, and you took him, you took him down, and you did <laughs> oh, it was like a, you did it beautifully. Oh, you did, you, did, it like you a,
2: did what? Hold on, you did what now?
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, oh, took the,
2: you took the the stash wash down.
4: down. Down, That
2: gets yeah. a round of applause on this
4: show. <laughs> yeah, except here's the thing. Listen to how we're all talking. Listen to how listen to how Redacted would not interrupt. You can hear that she's not the kind of person who enter- She waited her turn. Three guys, really fun guys on the GabCast. I love the GabCast. I'm just in love with some of these guys on the on the whole. Gabcast thing. I'm old. I can have little likes, okay? These are some really cute boys on the Gabcast. So, redacted waited her turn and slowly just kind of said, you know, can I get it on the record that you're not going to not going to try to sabotage? And it was a smooth, sweet question. <laughs> 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 thank you and, and there the was, answer there was, was something
6: to be said on the radio for being very intimate to be very present in the moment and to just listening i mean so much of what we do on the radio is talk but when you mm-hmm. really listen
0: yeah
6: that's what the, when you get the good interviews happen
0: no
4: Ar- i swear he's you. the master he's yeah. the first time i heard somebody do it i wasn't old enough to hear long john nebel and the people who love him love him um, there are always radio heroes and that's why there that's why the the Nori hate is so thick because Nori disappoints he doesn't listen he can't listen um we've worked with him so we know him sort of and i'm i'm not it, this is not litigious he's just a guy who's not Art bill it's not his you know it's not right. his fault he has yeah, his so, own style <laughs> yeah and and so yeah the so old Baba
6: once. I th- my great grandmother. We used to live with me, and the old Baba. We called her that because we we're Ukrainian and Slavic, and the old what? The old Baba. Okay. She, she lived to be ninety three years old, and she always said to me, "Never blame a giraffe for not being a bear." Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Because one is yeah, not the other.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nobody. But well, here's the thing: nobody's saying Art Bell's the only radio guy who listens. Um, but it just makes you feel like you're you're the, you're there hearing a real life person talking about something that he's not lying about. And that's the other thing. He might be lying some of the time, and and sometimes he has flat shows. But Redacted um, is going to have an opportunity for the first time in history to be a female who's going to be able to spar with that voice. I think it's
6: important. I think it's very important. There are so few female voices out there. And one thing I've noticed, too, about radio is that women can't go on the radio alone. They always have to go with a male figure, Right, and there are very few shows where you can that's just not have
7: true. Kim no? Commando. No, there is Raleigh, 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 yeah.
5: Raleigh. Raleigh. Truly.
6: True. This Raleigh. is all new, though. These are. This is a new era. Before,
5: and there might no, be no Raleigh. We might have. Air sorry for almost fifty years. Oh what? really?
6: Oh yeah. Wow. wow. Oh my. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, like
5: forty-seven, I believe.
7: Oh
0: my! Really?
5: Wow. Well, much
7: respect for that. So
5: sorry to interrupt about that, but I, no, I just have no, to know firsthand that that's you know. Well, wow,
4: and, no
0: trailblazer.
4: and Robbie, she was on as we all were, earlier said she was on filling kid. in for Art Bell. Um, did she? The reason I didn't like her when she was doing Art Bell, so I was jealous of everybody, whoever it was. I just felt like, oh, geez, this isn't going to work, and I didn't give her a chance because I didn't think she believed in the UFO subject. I thought she was just calling it in. But now I come to find out that was – she's a fabulous radio person. I wish I had heard more of her. Now I'm going to listen to her every week, period. Um, But do you know if she does – is she interested in the UFO topic at all?
5: Uh, Here and there I know she believes in the paranormal stuff and definitely in the ghost stuff. She's had ghost people on and she's had a really good psychic on. Uh, You know, I got right by that psychic and she's been dead on with everything she told me.
4: And you yourself have seen or done something UFO-ish, I hear. So for our UFO friends who are now writing m- miserably, where's the UFO topic tonight, um, Sor- Soroya has a little something, I think, a little sighting.
5: I, I do, but I didn't mean to step all over Redacted, so sorry. No, tell We're us the sighting. We're us dancing the here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, this is- okay, so when I was in high school, my senior year of high school, I was coming home from uh, – a flute lesson with my, one of my best friends and we saw something in the sky. You know, you see stuff all the time. We saw like this bright fluorescent green light way up and I had to drop a book off at the library and we're, we're joking about it cause we were like 16, you know, we're laughing about it and the thing followed us to the library. I kid you not. It followed us all the way to my parents, which was another like four or five miles. And we were so freaked out cause it started to come down, but we couldn't really see the shape. Just bright fluorescent green. And we didn't want to get out of the car. We were terrified. And finally, my parents come out of the house and they're like, why aren't you guys getting out of the car, right? Mm. And we're like showing them and they're like, yeah, whatever. So where it got freaky was this thing when we got out of the car, split in half and went in two different directions. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea what I saw. But How I,
4: big did you say it looked?
5: Not huge. I mean, it was pretty high up. You know, I'd say a dot, a little more. i I thought, well, maybe it could have been a satellite. You know, I mean, see those up north, whatever. And Michigan up north is a huge thing because we have such sure. a big state.
7: Fluorescent green satellites often split off into two and fly two
5: away. Just yeah, after they follow you. <laughs> exactly. So my dad um, happens to be a Department of Defense guy. He worked for the Department of Defense for 25 years. And yeah. uh Wow. So he has connections. So he called somebody to see if there's anything on radar and there was nothing. Hmm. And I mean, we and, saw uh, it.
4: <laughs> and what year was this? 94. Uh, 94.
5: Yeah. Wow.
3: So if your dad was department of defense, did he act knowingly about it or did you sense something like, okay, Whoops, he just... knows something he ain't telling.
5: Um, he, not about that subject, but he does know about other subjects. Um, not in that area uh, there was some crazy stuff that went on with our water table here and my dad knows about it and he can't tell us they did some kind of weird thing with our water table at one point um, But as what, do you, what, do
4: you, what do you mean by that? what do you, what do you mean? There was,
5: some, yeah, there was some kind of there was a rumor going around that they had put something into the water here and I remember hearing, overhearing my parents when I was a kid because of the way our house was set up and my dad's like there's things I can't ever tell you guys I can't you know, even if I wanted to. But regarding the UFO thing, no, Bill. What he did was the person he called, I mean, it seemed legitimate to me unless he was faking us out. I mean, we were crying. We were that scared. Because when something follows you home, you know, we we had no idea and we couldn't see what kind of craft it was. And the fact that, I mean, I've read, that's kind of what got me into the subject. I've read so much because in Michigan, there's several other sightings that are similar to mine where it's a green light. Like where Mm -hmm. it's a Bright green light, and it has to do with the Great Lakes. So I still don't know what it was. And I mean, that was how many over twenty. It's a good now?
4: idea to keep researching it. You know, I mean, just kind of casually research it. If the, because after my years with the magazine, uh, once or Bill and UFO hunters, once you put a story out and you put you pin it to the map, and you you give it a date, other people do come forward, and then it begins to get interesting. You know, you weren't uh, losing your mind. You know, and so. When you mention
3: Michigan, I guess this is Northern Michigan you're talking about.
5: No, Detroit metro area. I live like oh, twenty. I live. I'm from Warren, so twenty oh, okay. minutes to Detroit. Because, Major suburbia.
3: Well, one of the great UFO sightings, one of the most spectacular UFO sightings in history, is the 1966 Hildale, Michigan sightings, which that those are the sightings that Walter Cronkite covered on television. And that was Congressman Jerry Ford, President Jerry Ford's old district in Michigan. And after those sightings that were heavily covered in the media, uh, J. Allen Hynek, that's where he invented the term swamp gas. But it wasn't swamp gas because people were actually seeing figures. And so Jerry Ford wrote to the he- uh, Mendel Rivers, who was the head of the Armed Services Committee in, in the House, and demanding hearings on UFOs. And believe it or not, those were one of the only hearings. There were only two. These are, this was the only hearings that the House Science Committee held on UFOs. And it got officialdom so angry at those hearings that the head of Project Blue Book really cursed out Jerry Ford and called him just a political hack. This was all for politics. But when Jerry Ford was president... This was in 1974, so this is now, what, eight years later, Jerry Ford says he's going to tell the truth about UFOs to the American people. This is before Jimmy Carter said the same thing. And after he said that, there were two assassination attempts, two separate attempts on his life in California, both by members of the Manson gang. And Manson told us when we were doing the book Serial Killers, again, back in the early 1990s, late 80s actually, late 1980s, that he was working for the government. So, there are your Michigan sightings.
6: Bill, do you think you could interview Manson on your show?
4: I'd love to, but... Oh, I would uh, never, never, I wouldn't, well, would you want to do that?
3: If Talking about
4: evil? No, if I had, I'll tell
3: you how I would interview Manson. I would have John Liebert, my psychiatric partner, for the mm. books that I do, I would have him and we would focus the interview. I mean, there are so many things that w- we could focus on. One is obviously why Sharon Tate and why, just why Sharon Tate. One of the rumors that again, comes out of the Mickey Rooney book is that living in the same apartment complex as, um, <clears throat> Art Linkletter's daughter. If you all remember the story, there was a story that art, Link- this was on Wilshire Boulevard in but California. You know-
6: you know how no, I think
3: you need to... ...jumped, jumped out of the, a window. She wasn't. She was pushed by one of Manson's associates.
6: See, I don't think you should ask... I don't think you should ask him, a, you know, questions about what happened in the famous things and the things that everybody knows about. I think you should ask him very personal things. Why didn't he become a music recording person? What was his childhood like? Do you okay, know, let well, him talk. I know he he want to hear his
3: If you read the book serial killers, a growing menace that Joel Norris and I did all the way back in the late 80s. All that stuff is in there. His childhood was horrendous. But you see, I'd like to hear him
6: react to that.
3: Yeah, he was in jail. I mean, he told us, and I can't even use these words on the radio. He told us what happened to him in juvenile prison after he tried to uh, steal a car. He told me how he was begging Terry Melcher Doris Day's son Terry Melcher to get him into the music business, and that whole community in the middle nineteen sixties. And who were there in the middle nineteen sixties? Mickey Rooney's children. Again. They were all part of that same group. Yes, that's exactly. the weird part about California: the whole Sunset Strip. The Do you know what? I've always heard a conspiracy
6: that that um, Charles Manson was part of a CIA trained. Um, mind control experiment to see if he could get people to
3: harm people, much like Jim Jones.: you know right. no, he This sort was of stuff. just crazy. Well, Manson admitted that he was part of that. I mean, he, he actually said to Joel <laughs> that there were things that he could never talk about in prison because he would be killed, and that was one of those things.
7: No, he was just crazy. And he, he wanted was. to make himself seem important. So if someone came up with this story around him, of course, he's well, going to grab on to that. Well, people you, thought he you? was Jesus. People thought he was all kinds of things. He was crapped on his entire life. So when Correct. he becomes How an did he
0: adult... Get the
6: charisma. And How did he get the charisma and the ability to influence people like
7: that i mean if because someone's
3: going to influence you just
7: yeah. a drunk True. and a drug addict he gave people drugs that's True. it True. he that's tried to part, get into yeah. the beach boys as a songwriter right. he did write a couple of songs with him and then for whatever reason i don't remember why uh, he was brushed off and snubbed and kind of they were like yeah we really we can't work with you so he got mad and he got his friends and that he hangs out with out at the ranch and they went and got revenge it's sad but he's just a drunk drug addict. Don't well, give that guy any he, attention. Did you, uh,
3: did you ever hear his music, Redacted? No, not really. He did an album called White Rasta, and uh, I mean, the, uh, the music is so bad; it's just horrendous. But that's <laughs> but when you but when you listen when you listen to poor those songs, song. poor little Jackie. No, but that's where the whole idea of Helter Skelter came in. Mm. it it was this it was this rage it was that and then he was copying the beatles well yeah. here's the
7: thing here's the thing everybody has challenges in their life right do we all go out and kill a bunch of people no we don't i don't buy any of the mysticism or mystery or spell around charles manson there's all kinds of trippy drug addicts up and down california he's just another one of them and something Who weird. happened to brainwash
2: a lot of people and yep. Yep. got them to do a lot of crazy things.
7: Yeah, yeah. That's and the danger really of Charles sad. Manson. But but He's you know, he, that, he turning a, yeah, but hold on. culture, too. But
2: here's the he, thing. That's the danger of somebody like Charles Manson. It's the way they speak to people, the way they influence people. That's why he belongs where he is, because it's he influences people like to like do a evil.
0: Well, well, that, well, I don't know about well, that.
3: Well, that's but. the whole point. No, 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 no. But that's the whole point. It's not that the the most evil thing about Charles Manson was that he was getting other people to do yes. evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. well, let me, let
4: me ask Soroya. Sad. Since uh, since Soroya wrote a, a vampire novel, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, Soroya, is because you've in fact completed, or you're in the process of completing it, but you lived for a long time in the mind, therefore, of a vampire. You chose to do that. Can you tell us what you found out why you chose to do that and what vampires, what, what's the um, metaphor? What, what, in other words, why is it so important to us as a culture right now to read about vampires and think about vampires and stuff?
5: Oh, well, I totally just did that to kind of capitalize on what was going on, but I. <laughs> I, I
3: you crash like com- a vampire <laughs> would. You crashed <laughs> commercial True. person, you.
0: Absolutely. No, but I think why the is
6: metaphor it... of vampires is very interesting. I think it represents the evil inside of us. And I think it's, a, it's interesting that you don't see the image of a vampire in a mirror because we can't see our own evil.
4: Hmm.
5: Oh, and
6: my no. Why movie, do we
4: though? suck other people's evil? Why, do we, why does that make us live forever? Why, what are we sucking satiable. out of other people? <laughs>
6: <laughs> um, yeah. Do you know what's interesting? You, you, you interviewed once on, uh, on your show uh, the man that wrote the book uh, Dispelling Wetigo.
4: Yes. 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 And he
6: has a whole chapter on vampires, on the vampire myth and what it really means. Well, whatigo
4: is what? The evil? It's in- when
6: there's a, it, there's a thing in mysticism there, and the more and more you get to learn about life, you begin to see that this is really what goes on. That there are these things called mind parasites, and they intrude upon us. They come in through our dreams. They come in through other people's emotions. They just intrude upon us. And if enough of them come into us, there becomes a kind of a switch over to an evilness. And that has a progression, do you know? And at a certain point... but
4: But you're personifying... Uh, something that a lot of people, scientists, let's say, would say are just, you're having some internal thoughts and you're having, let's say, an evil thought and you're giving it a personification as though it's something outside of yourself it is coming in outside of at yourself. you. I, I but what if it's it, not? What if it's just your imagination?
6: Got a pretty strong imagination then.
4: Right, but the imagination I... is, yeah. That's why I want to ask Soraya, why? You... Wh- what happens... Why is vampirism connected with sex, for example? It's always, to my mind, a metaphor for having Very sex. Very sexual.
6: Very sexual. But it is. There's sex, a lot of sucking. Of it's like blood. It's pierce the skin, pierce the skin, and influence somebody. It's more about the first sexual encounter, that would be like a vampire thing. It's more of a, you know, um, pierce the skin and then always leave them wanting after that. But
4: is it a turn on for women as well as men? That's another question. I oh, think for oh, gay men, I... it's a turn-on. For women, it's a turn-on, too.
5: Well, I'm a lesbian. Let's start with that. And I'd like to answer the previous question. Me, too. Question, the, I'm the a lesbian, I wrote... also. High five. <laughs> High five. High five.
2: High five. That's right. Lesbian power. Woo-hoo!
5: Oh yeah. That's right. Um, the way I wrote it, first of all, I wrote the book as a thank you Love for checks. Raleigh. And, and she read mm. it and loved it. Um, it's about her. I mean, I used her as my character. And wow. I did it because I wanted a strong, wow. older Seductive woman over 50 because we don't have that in our culture.
0: That's Women so hit exactly. a certain they're a sexuality
5: and they're not attractive anymore, or they're turned away, or that's how our society treats them. So, I them. wanted to show that the woman could be sexy over that age, and I totally disagree. My vampires, they're experienced. There's
4: nothing about this oh, okay. virginal first time stuff. Not with right. my writing, right. there's not. Okay, know.
6: I hear you. I hear you.
4: So, Roya, get a little closer to your mic if you can. You had it.
6: Absolutely. You
4: had is a, that butter. Yeah, you I have think
6: a sweet the sweets. The fangs <laughs> might be getting in the way.
5: <laughs> oh no, <I>
0: absolutely! It's <laughs> all the I talk of sorry.
2: sexual
5: yeah, stuff. I had to go for it. I had to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Well, well your book is
7: really then. good. I, I really need to read this. It
4: is good. It is good, and and you can get it for free. You can go to futuretheater.com and just uh, link the links there, and you can uh, listen to. The radio, the podcast. Now, see, Soroya has a podcast. Lasha has a podcast. We have a podcast. Art Bell's going to have a podcast. Oh, I just. I've got now. a podcast. Uh, oh, Mickey sorry. he doesn't have a podcast. Several. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It is was easy the, to forget several. PSN Ooh, Now, was true. that
6: book in, uh, inspired by Anne Rice at all?
5: No, I do like Anne Rice a lot, but it it goes in a. It basically takes a lot of what I know to be the history behind my friend I wrote it for, and it puts her in it as a vampire because the whole thing started as a joke. I was researching her because whenever I get into somebody, I look up, you know, boards, whatever I read about them. And somebody on some board, some truck driver, really thought she was a vampire because she's always done the late night thing. And I'm like, wouldn't this be
4: wild if I wrote a book where she's actually a vampire?
5: And so you know I what else?
4: She doesn't age. She doesn't age like a normal person. I've looked at oh her pictures. Oh my gosh. she looks amazing.
5: And none of us yeah. know how old she is because she won't tell us. She's that kind of person. We we know
4: vaguely. Well, but- you said she's been on the radio for a certain period of time, like forty years. How do you, is that uh, something you can check in online and stuff?
5: There's nowhere you can find Raleigh's age. Believe me, all of us have tried. Oh, now that's
6: very <laughs> intriguing. Very intriguing.
5: I like it.
4: <laughs> yeah. So see, Redacted see all is creating the time. a mystery. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. And and so, so yeah, Raleigh is one of the few women – there are other women. There are lots of women on the radio who are new age. The new age thing kind of bothers me a lot because a me lot too. of women – On the other hand, on the other hand, I'm a huge fan of uh, Terrence McKenna and would recommend whenever you feel down, whenever you feel sad – Pull up some Terence McKenna and just turn on. You know, put him in your ears. You will. Do you guys all know about Terence McKenna? Do oh, you ladies gosh, all yes. know? Of course. Yes. yes. I don't. Oh God! Which Sora? Okay, Soraya. T e r e n c e Terence. Terrence, no, not two R's. T e r e n c e McKenna. Uh, he's all over YouTube. Thank God. He's he's not alive anymore. He's a great he's philosopher. The- He's the best thinker period um, of the 20th that I, century.
6: One of them.: yeah, I just think I he's agree. one of the, because he
4: ties stuff together. He shows us where we're going, and of course, he's, he's coined the concept of, of um, uh, archaic re- revival, the archaic revival. And, now, it's very interesting. It, because, if, if you've McKenna, got a tattoo on you. If you've got a tattoo on you, you are participating in the, the, what he predicted was going to happen, that we have to go back to all the stuff we lost. Okay, wasn't it Terence McKenna yeah. that
6: wasn't it Terence McKenna that thought that the UFO um experience or um thing the the the, the experience of having a UFO was the 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 feminine Energy coming back into the culture. Didn't he well, think that's what it was a manifestation of?
4: He, de- you, 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 you hear politicians nowadays talk about how they uh, they progress. they they're they uh, is the term they're using nowadays? We, I have improved or I have mellowed. What's they the They're all evolved. I have a con. Oh wait,
0: that's it.
4: <laughs> okay, grown artist. <laughs> okay, artists, so they're all of them. They're all saying I've evolved, and what they're saying is, you know, um, it's time for me to stop saying. I hate gay people. It's now time for me to say I love gay people. So they're being you know, that way. So Terrence McKenna evolved in his uh, feelings about UFOs, interestingly enough. As he met the UFO community, he began to meet them and come to UFO meetings and things and conferences and stuff. And he kind of slipped away. He kind of moved his thinking. He did see an amazing UFO with uh, his friend, and it's not worth going into. But um, some of the stuff he talked about, he talks about how culture um, evolves. And I wanted to, where I wanted to bring this conversation at some point tonight was this uh, thing that's happening on the Belgab thread. And it's uh, a, a woman uh, uh, wrote on the thread how much she hated the way I interrupted the men and so forth. And, mm-hmm. and she's one of the people that I did write back to. And in the course of it, in the course of writing back and forth to her, you can see it in the thread, she talks about, well, I don't want you to think I'm a misogynist. I don't, hate you because you're a woman, I just hate you because I hate you,
0: Um, because I'm a woman
4: myself, (laughs) and so she then went on to tell everybody, I hate telling you all that I'm a woman because now I'm going to get hit on, and I'm a nice girl, I don't wear slutty clothes, I'm not the kind of girl who likes to bring, and so I'm thinking, you're making my case for me, you can't even act like a, you can't even be a woman on the internet, Redacted has to be really careful, um, because, well, not Redacted, okay, so all of us. You have to be really careful if you're out there and you're female on the internet. I think y'all would agree with that. Oh yeah. But we're fine.
7: all judged just a little bit more harshly. Whether no, people totally want to come out and admit that or not, women are judged more harshly than look men. At this.
4: Look at how women dress. If you take any photograph of, of a current Man and woman. In fact, Mm -hmm. there's a website where they switch clothes. People switch clothes on a website. It's a funny website. Mm -hmm. And every time a man and a woman switch clothes, the woman looks a whole lot more comfortable, a whole lot more powerful. She's wearing enough stuff to cover her and to not hurt her knees if she falls down. But women are hobbled in really hobbling shoes. They Mm -hmm. are always, nowadays, if you look at an 80s movie, the girls are really padded and dressed they wear puffy clothes and your mom's wedding pictures the dresses were always covered up nowadays every girl gets married she looks like she's wearing a bath towel she's just come out of the bath and she's wearing a bath towel and, right. and it's so it's so unattractive for everybody and to yeah, if maybe.
7: you're female you have to there's some unwritten law that your clothes have to be just skin tight you can't wear anything that it's has any body room con.
0: it's
4: called body consciousness
6: well, it's, it's called, it's but it's called new. being non-threatening to the men. That's what it's called. No,
4: it's worse. It's worse. It's worse. I'm you know, i not saying everybody should wear burkas, but, but <laughs> men are not taking responsibilities. Men are being right now, and, and, I, and I blame the movies and I blame the superheroes. I blame a lot of stuff because men are not being taught to respect women, and I don't know why that is, but it's the truth. Uh, we don't want to have to go back to burkas, but back in the old days, men would be uh, insulted by their peers if they did some of the stuff they get away with now the, uh, you know the, 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 the booty stuff the, you gotta shake your booty or, or we don't like men don't have to in order for us to like them I think it's mm-hmm. really crazy what's going on culturally I think it
6: speaks to a fear that men have of women a well, very sure. very deep fear
4: and there's lesbians
6: there are those
4: there are lesbians, and lesbians are giving, and they're becoming. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, not, uh, uh, they're showing up in the public in the public uh, discourse. Okay, they're it's not hiding. New, it's
6: a new role for women. There are precious, precious few roles that women are allowed to have in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Do you know, and the new one I think is independent lesbian
4: yeah but how do you get all this power how do you get a female president and stuff and how do you get the the pendulum from not swinging back and hitting you in the head do you know what i think women are starting to understand
6: at the very basic from a mystical point of view i keep going back to that from a mystical point of view if you if you go down and you take the absolute essence of what a woman is it's all about power if you go and you take the absolute essence of what a man is it's all about heart you know, and I think women are starting to understand that their power is not just sexual; it's deeper. Hmm. There's something much, much deeper.
5: As a lesbian, uh, we've always been here. We're not yeah. disappearing. Uh, exactly, and
4: now suddenly, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. If you go back in history, there have always been lesbians. There have always been gay men, but suddenly, it's almost like you know everybody who used to be in the shadows. They're all coming out of the shadows, and you realize it's a much more populated world. And I think that men who've always been in charge are not real happy about the fact that there are so many brown people. There are maybe, so men are many. Dealing,
6: maybe men are That's a little true. bit dealing with their fear of women
2: and it's their true. fear of the power
6: well, of
4: But women. look at this, Sasha. And, li- um, and who
2: knew Liberace was gay? I never saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Shocked me. I
6: it won't was. speak about Mickey Rooney.
5: I mean, we- yeah, he Whoa. wasn't gay. He wasn't no, gay. but he has a crazy background. If you know anything about him,
6: yeah. Don't yeah. don't ask, don't ask, don't ask.
3: Is
4: Phil I won't still
5: here? By the way, I'm oh, right
6: here. Are. I just won't. Phil, I love you. Yeah.
3: Thank you. <laughs> I just won't say anything about me. You know, I I just finished this book, so there you go. Well, by I the way, you.
2: real real quick. By the way, guys, real quick. Um, before we continue, I want to give a uh, special shout out to somebody on Twitter, Dave Matherly. Hi, Dave. Thanks for all the comments. Go ahead, continue. What's
4: he, is, he, is he mad? I've been afraid oh, to look Dave. at all this he's stuff. Likely. Is he mad? No,
2: he's just a fan. Loves oh, us. Oh, good
4: for Dave. Especially yeah. me. Think he
2: loves was... me. Go ahead, guys.
4: Okay. You know, but I think it comes down to um, uh, something like this. When I was walking in New York City, um, mm-hmm. I noticed how uh, if in the city itself, if the pedestrians wanted to, In about five minutes, if you did a mob, kind of a mob thing, the pedestrians could completely lock up the city. The cars would be out of luck. Okay, now Mm -hmm. cars are more powerful than uh, a pedestrian usually unless pedestrians have numbers on their side. And there's all kinds of reasons why cars have a hard time moving through New York City. People don't. People can move through easily. Mm -hmm. So the power has to be… But uh, culture is not a
6: traffic accident.
4: No, no, no. But here's where I'm going. Um, the more powerful th- the more powerful people the men in this case um if they I do disagree. something okay where where do you disagree yeah. i don 't think the men are the more
6: powerful I think at well. their essence, women have the power
4: no 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 i 'm talking about i 'm talking about who runs the world right now, and it's it 's not it's very few women run the world
0: hillary and Clinton the world runs looks the world. like it
4: no see that 's the thing yeah, I think the feminine. But, has you know,
6: it's to- interesting. If you look at prisons, I know it sounds strange, but you look at what happens in prisons. In, in, a, in a male prison, it's all about getting protection from the strongest guy, and it's all about hierarchies. Who's stronger? In the female prison, it's all about they create little families, they create little communities, little families, you know? I think women and men do things very differently
4: right and and women, of course, I mean, I hate to tell everybody, but if we were to freeze a vial of sperm, that would be it then That's all that yep. the race would need for the rest of the time yep. that we have freezers, which that's is a you know
2: scary thought, yeah,
4: I mean that's all that it takes. it takes one yep. vial of sperm to make some more boy babies, and then that's it. I mean, you know I mean, you need the women for this particular race. But the men are kind of, and then there are cultures mm. in which the men are treated properly, and this is what I'm. This is where I was I, going, and, and it's the culture. There are cultures in which women do a lot of the stuff that women do naturally in some marriages. Like, if you if you like to mow the lawn, let the woman mow the lawn. But there are there are there are cultures in which men don't even know who the father of the children is. Uh, they never know who the father the fathers are in that right culture. The, it's run by women. Uh, the men are the fathers of all the babies in the whole entire yeah. uh, thing. The women know who their children are, and the lineage is, is that way, and they run things. But the men get to hang out with the guys and sleep with some women and all women or whoever they want. They get to do what they want to do, and they get to father all they, – they love all the children because they don't know whose are who's theirs, you see. So that's a thought. Just what a, culture you know. is this? Um, I saw it on t- well. See, that's the that's a really good question. I saw it on TV when I was packing once. And when you're packing, you put the television mm-hmm. on, and you don't really take notes. You just mm-hmm. wa- and I watched a beautiful thing, like on PBS, where they or National Geographic or something, where they went to this place, and it's one of the few places on earth where there is a very calm. There's no violence. The men do not get angry. The men go out and drink with each other and watch sports and do a you know, and the women do the things everyone. It. It's they're allowed it to protect. A real place. You know, they're yeah. allowed to use their heart. They're allowed to protect. Googlers can find it pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm sure it's a very uh, well-researched culture. Well, feeling I would think it's a more just... natural state.
7: I don't want to just trash on guys. I mean, they have a pretty twisted role in our culture, too, if we're talking about just the, the culture of the United States, if there really is one here.
6: Right, um, and men are... Men are I the think Americans men are... put the cult back in culture, I always say Right, exactly,
7: exactly. <laughs> I, so ouch. you know, we both have I'm strange uh, roles that we're trying to uh, fill in our culture these days, men and women, and I think the clash and the weird interactions that you see between men and women are a result of the the weird norms that both race or sexes are supposed to fit into. You know, guys right, are supposed right. to be good looking, completely zero body fat and, you know, oh. they're supposed to be oh. able to install shelves and, you know, go bring home the money and the women Rules are right supposed right. to be, <laughs> you know... Uh, we're supposed to be gorgeous all the time. We're supposed to be able to have a baby and then be perfectly fit, ready to take pictures in a calendar two weeks later. Um, you know we have a, both have a lot to live up to. I think it difficult. would be much
6: harder to be a man in this culture than it would be to be a woman because it's very difficult for men. They're allowed so little. They can't express their emotions. Mm -hmm. They have to carry these burdens of what all their fathers and forefathers apparently did. And it's very hard for them psychologically. Yeah, but
4: but unless a man wants to to do a a purely female thing, like maybe become a seamstress or whatever is considered female, um, you know, if you're growing up in this culture as a man, you have pretty much all the options open to you. If you're a white man particularly, you have all the options open to you. You can kind of do just about anything you want, okay, sky's the limit with True. women um you know this uh, i watched this wonderful john from cincinnati i i really think everybody should see this it's a 10 part hbo special uh, thing that didn't get a second season and it's all about um what happens if a godlike figure just kind of drops into your life in in this case a surfing community but they use real surfers <laughs> it's a really makes interesting sense. <laughs> makes sense i would sense. love to see
6: God drops into a surfer community. <laughs>
4: well, you have to see know. John just... from Cincinnati. That yeah. makes it, sense it, to me.
7: For somebody. It is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Ha, ha, have, have no, None of you have seen John from Cincinnati? You will. No. Two months from now, you're going to be seeing it. It just showed up uh, on Amazon Prime, and I believe it's going to really – a lot of people are going to see it. Now, it was ahead of its time. As I said, it came out um, after the Sopranos um, finale. And it was just it, it was asking to. Nowadays, you you look at it, you say, yeah, I've seen stuff like that, like uh, in Birdman when the guy levitates, or does he? In this case, the guy really does levitate. That's how the series starts. The surfer just levitates, and um, one thing leads to another. But um, yeah, I forget my point. There's no no way I'm going to remember my point. Makes points. sense. Makes sense. Yeah, what was it about it's, God being dropped into a culture? Yeah, that you would think that was the point, but that wasn't it either. Oh, it was before that. <laughs> we'll find the point eventually. Well, see, I'm so I'm so worried about Soroya because I invited Soroya on, and we're not we're not poor Soroya. I just she's done think,
2: the least talking of the whole panel.
4: Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, that's okay.
5: I don't want to step on people, and I'm just it's not that you know I'm not that person. But I do have a couple things to add about. Culturally, as far as it's in my opinion, it's way harder to be be a woman, and it's really difficult. I've had a lot of problems with the gay community because I date feminine women and I'm femme, and that's like a big no. no That's difficult. Yeah, yeah.
6: They want
5: because lipstick lesbians is what they're called. And I'm gonna. I I will. I will take some heat for this. This is my view on it. They emulate the straight culture. There's always a a butch and a femme. And when I first came out, I was still bisexual, and I got so much garbage for it you would not believe the amount of garbage I got for it. Because how was I supposed to know? I mean, there was no way for sure. I mean, I knew, but I wanted to make sure. I can't and-
7: believe there's rules to being a lesbian. But
4: you got- oh, oh, my point. God, oh for what? So okay.
6: Oh, dear. <laughs> Where
4: do we start? Gar- garbage for what? Like, what, what, what do you well, mean by that? out gay
6: later.
5: <laughs> well, yeah. No, no, no. Like, that, that I wasn't really gay and that I didn't know and I was experimenting and that because I liked women that, you know, are very fun, like myself – oh there was something wrong with me and that wasn't accepted and and you know it's weird like so i left the gay culture behind then i mean it was like 20 trying to How come could out there and possibly
7: deal with it. be anything wrong with that i don't see i don't well, see I'm the downside it to all. two
5: beautiful women well, I,
6: I think it's
0: because the gay,
2: gay community the i love that visual
6: reclaiming Good. the male female sort of roles I mean, that all went through the 50s and the 60s. I mean, there's huge history of all of that going on, the male-female roles. And you sort of have to replay them in order to get rid of them. You know? uh,
5: I I do you know? I disagree completely. We are reinventing okay. it. Absolutely. Because why do I have to replay straight stuff? I love who True. I love. I it's not based on their looks. I mean, that's cool if that's who somebody is. I'm not saying they shouldn't be that person. What I'm saying is I shouldn't get shunned for being who I am. No, you know, I don't have a problem with No, who. you shouldn't.
6: But, you know, yeah. also vampires have a huge place in the lesbian community, too, don't they?
5: Oh, I would imagine. So I wrote my stuff. It's Raleigh. I didn't write her gay. You know what I mean? I, I wrote my stuff based on who I was writing. I'm yeah, in my book. Yeah, I wrote the, me as being uh, doesn't gay. The
4: character? Doesn't the, vampire, doesn't the character turn gay when they become vampire? Don't they become a vampire and gay at the same time? It's, it's almost a metaphor no. <laughs> of
6: becoming gay, isn't it?
4: Mm-hmm. Not at all. That's not how I wrote
5: it.
6: I think that's the way some gay men see it. The gay men see it. I don't think it's how well, gay women would
3: see it, but no. Well, Soroya, my question to you is: Is your vampire character a, a radio host?
5: Yes, yes, she is. It is Raleigh, and she knows she's read it. Yeah, it's her. She fully owns it too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's cool. She sounds, sounds very cool. cool. You know
5: that? Yeah. <laughs> when the well, moon I is. Mean, You could ask her. I mean, like, we've talked about it on air. She plugs my stuff, and I was sending her. She's one of the few people. She has a hard copy. I sent it to her as I wrote it because I wanted to make sure what I was writing she was okay with because Mm. I was using her likeness, and we talked about all of that, and she's like, nope, I'm good.
4: But isn't she also sort of an encyclopedia of all things about the radio? I mean, you could ask her any radio question. How is it structured? What do the people do? It sounds like she is a walking encyclopedia of that stuff. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, yeah. if
5: you listen and, and uh, obscure R&B oldies, and I mean, she knows music in general. I mean, and,
4: how, and why is that? What would uh, did, did she work at a music station or something? Also, I,
5: she's done it all, from what I understand. I mean, she promoted records early in her career, and she's worked at tons of stations, from what I remember. You know, and so how she's, do
4: you? Okay, so how do you get to play the songs you play on your podcast without paying for royalties?
5: I'm an unknown. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> and they're so old yet. that nobody cares. I mean, most of the stuff I'm playing is from the '60s, and most of those people—if I had tried to track them down to pay them—I couldn't. You know? No, those, but it's not. You know, that's not. But you don't. No, pay the no, no, no.
3: It's 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 places like um, it's the music publishing companies like ASCAP and companies like that that control Isn't the rights of those a
6: things. Public domain, fifty-year.
0: No,
5: the reason I got away with it is because I haven't been big enough for anybody to notice. I mean, that's the honest-to-God truth about it. I mean, I might have on a good day. I don't know. At one point, I hit like 500 in the beginning, listeners. I mean, I'm a non right, right.
4: Yeah, but you if know. you have to take down your music, your podcast is going to shrink.
5: That's okay. Right? It's fun while it lasts. I'm a, I'm a writer. I mean, this is what I do on the side. I mean, my passion ah, is writing. Right. I, yeah. I My book... What I wrote, by the way, what's out there is the first three chapters. It's not the whole book. I am in talks with two different people who are interested in publishing it. Oh, um, Look at you. So, it's just a matter of finding the right person. I had who, it in who are summer.
3: you talking to? I mean, if I can ask.
5: Um, I have. A, well, I just got hooked up with an agent because I have to do that. You know how it is when you're an unknown. Um,
3: yeah, I do I since I'm a, an agent, right? But I mean, oh, hey, I, I see.
5: Do. I have. I don't. I don't know if I want to disclose that publicly. I'd be more than happy to tell you privately, Bill. Um, okay. Just because I, I don't, like, she's, I have someone shopping it right now. And then I had a friend of mine who had a publishing company, but she's going under. It was a tiny company. So, you know, it, mm. I'd like to get hooked up with a bigger company. But as you know, Bill, that's not how it works when you're an unknown. They, they're not sure you can write, you know.
3: Well, they need to see, no, they need to see the book. I mean, if you're a, a first novelist. That's one of the things they really need to see is the finished book.
5: And I have it and I'm halfway through the second one. I'm writing oh,
3: good. 3. Oh, that's so cool. So they are going to be
4: I I wanted I wanted to hear that from your own mouth that you are in because you take you take the writing really seriously. I was listening to um I was listening to your first uh, Oh, for my
5: early stuff.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. And I just, you know, I'm I'm in the same boat. I don't feel I feel like I can only do writing when I've got all the dishes done and the clothes are folded and everybody's happy. I've taken care of everybody and then maybe I can write. And usually I'm too tired at that point to even, you know, So, yeah, I wanted to hear another writer talk about it so I can get, you know, copycat.
5: Well, you know what I did and and it was easier. (laughs) I love my girlfriend, by the way. I'm pretty sure I met the girl I'm going to marry. I mean, I've known her a long time, but I'm pretty sure this is the one, <laughs> like, almost positive. So, and she, she's listening, so I, I love you, darling. But anyway, um, before her, <laughs> life was a lot easier because I, I could write more. Like, I, I've written, but I have to make more time now. And if I, I'll take the trade off. If it takes me longer to finish, I finish the first one in under a year. This one's going to take mm-hmm. me a little longer because all of a sudden I have, you know, I'm dating somebody. My original plan was not to date anybody until I was done, but you know how that is with the universe. You know, yeah,
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, now let me let me uh, since I've got redacted here too, let me ask another question since you're all not expecting it. Um, what are the chances do you think? Oh, oh, let me ask you the, the question this question first. Do you have any idea what art's going to do after the show for that time slot?
7: If I did, I can't say.
4: Okay, okay, now if you did. No, let's just say you did. Um, and you heard that somebody, in fact, a couple of people were thinking about doing like a an Art Bell, like um, after talk type of show, like instead of Walking Dead, it's like to- the Talking Dead show, like after the show. Mm-hmm. Would you yourself ever want to call into that or be part of that or just kind of would you say thumbs up, go ahead and do it? Or knowing what you know, would you say run the other way?
7: Sounds like a great idea. I mean, it, it would be a lot of fun because we're all going to be so excited about uh-huh. every show. And then after the show is over, you know, you're kind of jazzed up on all that energy. You know, you are going to. it would be yeah. so cool to, to wind yeah. down with fellow fans and yeah. have a good time. Wonderful. It's yeah. just a little party, you know,
5: there if you I go. was up I that so. late, yeah. I totally would.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. There you yeah. go. Well, that's beautiful. Okay, now, what are your chances on 1 to 100? It was 100% 100%, zero, 00. What do you think the chances are that you will in fact get to do this gig?
7: <laughs> you had to ask that.
4: <laughs> I like, just give a percentage, which are No. Okay, let's put it another way. Are you let's say you were going to do it, it's something you've always wanted to do. Are you really excited about the future therefore? Are you a happy camper right now? Yes. I'm See that?
7: happy, but I'm not putting attachments or expectations on anything. I'm ready for anything. Um, you never, so should. I have a,
4: what if, never should have put attachments. What, right. okay, what if art turns out to be difficult to work with? What happens then? Are you
7: worried I have about worked that? With, I've worked with difficult people.
4: Okay. So, so I don't still... think he would be. Okay. Just He's
7: really, super cool so far,
4: yeah well yeah 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 we're we're kind of in the fan place, well, okay, so, and how long ago did you talk to art for the very first time
7: for the very first time,
4: yeah, like like on the phone or something, um was it a year ago, or
7: oh God ago probably um uh, a month ago.
4: Okay. Okay.
7: Three weeks, a month, maybe, something like that.
6: Do you know when Art did his uh, thing where you phoned in? I phoned in and talked to him for like oh, two or two and a half minutes.
7: Oh, and, you did know, you? He, he did was
6: you? such a lovely voice, and you could hear that he was so focused and so present, mm-hmm. and yet there was kind of a vulnerability there, too. It was so easy to talk to him, do you know? But I think yeah. that's what makes him very special.
4: Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Dean says that you work with Jasmunda so you can handle it, and, you're, and that's absolutely true, and, and that reminds me, Jasmunda and Saucy, well, actually, his name is, let me find his real name, uh, we call him Saucy Rossi on um, Belgab. Gab, yep. Yep. and Jasmunda, they've, they've been making these fabulous... Uh, video oh, things. They're beautiful.
7: Oh, let's yeah. not forget the mystery trailer maker. The first trailer that came out was by a person who uh, will not be named.
6: Okay,
4: where is? I that know trailer? who it is,
7: but I can't wait, say. Wait, wait, oh, oh, dear. <laughs> I gotta I know, get the decoder ring. <laughs> I need
6: exactly? your decoder okay. ring.
4: What's in that trailer? Tell. What's in that particular trailer? I don't think I've seen it. Yes. No.
7: Ah, uh, we're gonna have to find it then on the board. Uh, it How would does really one find it? Well, I'll just have to send you a link here. I bet I have it in my uh, private messages. <laughs> and I'll pull that up and Have you ever made a mistake and a written link. to the
4: wrong person? No. In the with all the secrets that you're handling, have you ever by mistake just spilled something and then said, "Oh my god." No. 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 Nope. I'm I, I you, Nancy you, yeah. Nancy she's I'm not going to yeah. tell you anything she's not going to bring out, <laughs> <gonna> break she's not going to break we need to bring out the cupcakes it's I'm time a professional for the
5: tea and the cupcakes in, <laughs>
7: in keeping <laughs> secrets i have done this she's all very my life good. She's I'm nothing new to...
5: well there's too much <laughs> at stake right redacted yeah
7: this time it's it's Kind of a big deal to me. This is special, is. you guys. I I won't I won't try to pretend that it isn't. Uh it is a very, very special. And yeah, I'm trying to be cool about the whole thing. Yeah, I am because if you guys really knew how excited I am, you would be scared.
4: <laughs> uh, also, every and you 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 have seen these trailers, I think, almost before everybody else has. When I saw the first trailer, I got so excited. It was like, whoa. You know, the uh, um, this is Saucy's trailer, and I love Jasmunda's, too. Oh, my goodness, they're fabulous, but I haven't seen the first one, I'm sure. Um, so you're it's almost like you, you're looking at a trailer every night, and then you have to keep it to yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you're going to have to call into the after show uh, when you can talk about all this stuff and just scream like, you know, like scream like a girly scream. <laughs> <laughs> do you see, right. I
6: think the after show is going to be great fun because what we're going to do is if, if Art has a guest – after after the show's over, we can dare the guest to phone
4: us. Yeah, but what if people Talk. are mean, Lasha? And what if people say mean things like, "We shouldn't be, we, you know, we shouldn't do this. It's stupid, and everything we do is stupid." I don't know. I'm but I, I got to stop. That only Lasha. That, that only works, anyway.
2: Lasha, Lasha, That only works if it's on Dark Matter Radio or Digital Network. if oh. it's not, then it's not going to really work out too well with the because guests. Don't see that's a, what the Angel
0: says, right? says. Yeah,
2: no, but it's a true thing, Nancy. I mean, if it's not on Dark Matter. How is the you're guest right. going to know to call in? You
4: because. You can tear them to your blue in the face, oh, but they're not. of happy. No, to no, I got, I've got it. I've got the answer. Wait till you hear this. Uh, let oh, me boy. find it. The phone number to call in, people, is. Okay. Okay, I'm finding got it. got a phone number? Yes, Nancy, we
2: do. Nancy, Angel it's knows a white part. Yeah, but it's like Just 10 minutes us before showtime ends, Nancy.
3: Oh, way cool. It's on the, it's on the website. <laughs>
4: But where, We've had it for it?
2: years, Nancy. Yeah, but what so, is it?
4: I can't find it. I'm looking for and it now. Two years I later. It still doesn't, still I, I just doesn't. Go the right number. to the Future Theater website. It's right very easy. Seven eight
2: seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Yeah, that's uh, the number. But regardless, yeah, but still, Nancy, you don't get the point. If that show Bella Haven is on PSN and not on Dark Matter, how are you going to dare Art's guest to call in? He's not going to hear it. So I'm going to be on that network if he well, tunes in. That's okay.
6: To we can Dark still Matter, talk to them. They can hear it in the replay if they want. No, uh, I don't, I'm not don't understanding
4: the question. She just um, doesn't get it. Are you saying... Either one of you no, get are you, it. I'm not saying that we okay. would dare somebody during the show. I'm suggesting that if the, sh- if the people knew about us, the, who were going to be the guests, like say, say you're the guest and you already know there's Bella Haven, you might decide then that that's the... Di- well. You
6: anyway. might want to say things after the fact to a smaller audience... Then you said to, you might want to discuss things further than you discussed with art.
4: But see, the, um, I, feel, I, I feel like a kinship with Redacted, because Redacted is living with a lot of secrets right now, and on June 20th, or thereabouts, you know, her life is going to change. And so, would, so, ours, it. so, so would ours Not so much:'
6: just be, with the microphone, she'll be very excited, she'll get to know it, it'll go, it'll happen. You know it, 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 don't put so much hype. You know let it just happen.
2: She'll be fabulous.
6: She will. She'll Thank be absolutely fabulous. fabulous. Yes.
0: Yeah. I you know, all she's got to
6: do is talk to people, you know? <laughs> listen, can I make you a cup of tea or something, Nancy? Well, We're women.
5: We look out for each other. I have a piece of sound of advice if you want it. Yeah. Go, yes, ahead. Please. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. And it's for Nancy. Um, why do you care what other people think when you do a show? Good it's point. more of a question. Good question, yeah. Because a I don't question. care. Question. I mean, me, I do. Me neither. You know, I do what I want uh, because I enjoy it, you know, not because I'm. I guess if you're trying to make money at it, I get it, but even so, you still shouldn't care because it's going to hold you back creatively.
4: Yeah, that's why I wanted to talk to you. See, here's the crux of it. I um, am a writer, okay? Before I did the magazine and before I did the radio show with uh, Future Theater with Bill, I've been a writer my whole life. But in order to make money, um, I've done other things. Everybody does. You know, you do other jobs, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I am right now. Um, how can I put this? I think doing Bella Haven would not take much out of me because I'm up anyway, 3 to three to 5 a.m. on the East Coast. I'm up. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, doing stuff anyway. So, and I, I think I would, would love to talk to people about the Art Bell Show, which I'm going to listen to. Okay, so I feel like it's in. You know, I'm going to be up anyway. However... If I don't get the next novel written, if I don't – and this is the embarrassing part. If I don't do something with the novel that Nori canceled on us that I was writing, I feel yeah. like – yeah, I, I just feel like I can't – it's not that I can't go on. I, I have got to pull my writing out of the, where it got neglected, let's just say. It's been neglected for many years, and I shouldn't have let it get so neglected, and I do admire your ability or your desire to try to juggle you know, you're not letting your writing go just because of a relationship. Um, it's not easy, just, but I have to, you know. Yeah, me too. I mean, and that's the thing. So I say to myself sometimes when the negative stuff starts happening, I think, why do I need this for? All I want to do is do the writing. But in order to, to sell the writing, I really believe that the, the talking helps. I think For more. sure.
6: absolutely. If you get the creativity flowing, it flows
4: It seems into your like writing it, as well. Yeah. It yeah. seems like it. And that sounds crazy. Yeah. You have
7: to do what you're driven to do. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of point we're dancing around here. You know, uh, 20 Boy Sunset, she loves to to write. You love to write. You love radio. I love radio. We all have our particular things in our life that we're... I love lamp. For for no reason at all. You love what?
2: I love lamp. Lamp? I love my lamp. It's a nice lamp.
7: Okay. So you need Um, to hang out with your lamp.
2: It is a lava lamp, yes. Nothing and better we, than lava lamps, really.
7: <laughs> if we don't do those things that we're driven to do, mm-hmm. uh, you you just your soul won't be at rest. And that's what I think what we're really looking for is that that time when your soul is at rest and you've done that thing you were compelled to do and the world's what okay. El-
6: what else can you do? If you're compelled to do it, you're here to do it. Mm-hmm.
4: Exactly. Right, and time, you know, you know and people are uh, talking about Art Bell's age. He's going to be 70 or he's 70 now. He's going to be 70 um, in a week, I think. And I'm 68. And you do – I mean, I feel fabulous. I really feel fabulous. I think Art probably feels fabulous. But you do begin to look at the obvious, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and ah, so, Listen,
6: when I talk to Art on the phone, you could hear the excitement in his voice. You could hear yeah, the – Yeah, but chirping. the
4: obvious, Lasha, is 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 that – let's say we live to 120. So when he yeah. conks out, he conks out, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, well like, I just have one Harrison
2: question Ford too. is in his 70s and he's still kicking So I think art will be alright yes. Oh and, well,
3: well,
4: and, and, and yeah, yeah One well, of the things uh,
3: just, oh, just a quick question I know we're, we're out of time here But here's a quick question Soroya did you ever read the original book Dracula
5: I did I, I went to Wayne State And I, I'm an English major that's what my degree is in So yeah I read it me it was too. great Me too So. Yeah.
3: yeah okay that was my question that's it. I thought okay, it, was Bill, so it was a fabulous show. So cool. Cool. It. Oh, redacted. it
5: was a great show, Bill. And if you ever want to talk about it, please feel free to find me and we can.
3: Okay. Redacted, are you an astrologer?
2: As a hobby. Okay. Oh, oh nice. our Bell shows show is going to be
3: so Oh, Well, fun. Redacted, did you see there was a great article in the Washington Post today about uh, this group. I forget what state it was, but this group tracked diseases that people tend to get based on their birth month. Oh, dear. And yes. Was,
7: yes, there st- are certain areas of the body that are affected oh, depending on your sign. Yeah, but I, I don't want to drive that home on, on Art's show.
3: Oh, <laughs> no, not, no, no. I'm no, not no, but to kind of say.: I know. When you said you were an astrologist, I really, yeah. was, I really was surprised to see a very staid paper like the Washington Post go into that mm-hmm. area statistically. Listen, they-
6: Bill, you have no idea what astrology is really about. Most people don't.
3: Yes, I do. do. Oh, you do? Tell me. I really do. Well, no, I mean, I just understand that it's not just about the month you were born and it's not just about um, everything else. What it's about is there really is, according to basic astrologers, who are really astronomers first and astrologers, (laughs) there was no difference between that. There really is a mathematics behind this and a mathematics of how the universe is supposed to work, and why it works on certain body functions and certain personalities and things like yes. that. What struck me was what the Washington Post did, because you, you don't see that in um, scientific research
6: today. I think old school astrology is going to be coming back. I think the astronomers and the scientific method has done its damage. It's time to get our real beliefs
3: back about the heavens. Okay, it's an inner
6: landscape. It's an inner landscape. It always has oh, right.
3: No, I agree with that. I mean, yep. um I agree.
6: Yeah. Do you know how they started doing horoscopes? I knew all this because I write horoscopes for newspapers all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it's way back when the um Queen Elizabeth and her sister Margaret were born. They had someone in the newspaper saying, "Well, what what days were they born on? What would that John mean?" John Day. Yeah, John no, no, D. No no, 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 I'm talking well, about turn of the century. Elizabeth II, right? Yeah, Elizabeth II, but I love John Dee. Oh, oh.
4: John D. Oh, cool. Yeah, I but, thought it was John D. Yeah.
6: No, no. Um, but anyway, the they first. put in the newspaper, they, well, there was an article, they got an astrologer, and then they said, what does it mean that the, the, the princesses, because everybody loved the princesses at that time, what does it mean that the princesses were born on this day? these days and he said wrote a little piece and they got such a response back in the in the newspaper that the you know the greedy little editors just went and said oh my god we can get lots of people reading the newspapers with this stuff let's wow. put it in there
3: oh right that that's was modern school, school yes school that school was before. yeah that was modern stuff i mean i, yeah. I um it has one of the fascinating with the real astrology nothing oh no good. no 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 and that's why one of the funniest articles i ever read was during the Late 1960s, early 1970s, Richard Nixon began uh, – the Selective Service began to choose
0: Mm
3: -hmm. uh, those who would be drafted on the basis of their months because they would do the lottery by months.
4: But we and really so, seriously have to stop.
3: Okay. But We've one of the off. great articles, oh. uh, you can, uh, well, so you uh, you can look build it up.
0: It right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can
3: look it up. No, you can look it up. It you was a go. New York Times article, okay. and it was When Mars is Rising in the House of White about how the military I will try to find it for you okay this is it Uh, so I have to thank all of our wonderful wonderful guests thank you Soroya best of luck with your novel I do hope you find a happy publisher thank you thank you Redacted for coming on it's such a great surprise you have a wonderful voice Art Bell is absolutely right you will make that show work uh, from your point of view and thank you Lasha thank you Lasha thank you for joining us always fun Everybody, we are your co-hosts, Bill and Nancy Burns, and we are saying goodnight with our wonderful guests. Thank you, Angel. Thank you, everybody. We will see you all next week on Future Theater Live on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. See you next week, folks. Enjoy the week.